Hey friends, welcome to Anchored In Always. I'm Katie Thornhill, and I've been through the storms of marriage infidelity, drug and alcohol addiction of a loved one, and even loss of a child to cancer. In this podcast, I will share with you how to place healthy boundaries in your relationships, how to recover from past hurts using the principles of Christian recovery, and how to find healing even in the loss of a loved one, so that you can live a life of joy and purpose despite your circumstances. If you're ready to find freedom and victory, then join me on a journey of soul restoration as we anchor into Jesus. So pull your hair back, strap on your boots, and grab your Bible, and let's weather this storm. Welcome back to Anchored in Always. In episode 13, we talked about step one and principle one of Celebrate Recovery and how recognizing where we are stuck is the first step to finding healing and freedom. In this episode, we will look at step two and principle two and how once we step out of denial, we can realize that our life is unmanageable in and of ourselves. We need help. So let's look at how through Through true surrender, we can come to understand that God is for us and actively wants a personal relationship with us where he can give us the power to overcome our hurts, habits, and hangups. Okay, that sounds great, right? But how do we do that? How do I surrender? In principle two, it says, honestly honestly believe that God exists, that I matter to him, and that he has the power to help me recover. Step two says, we came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purposes. Philippians 2.13 So in the first principle, we step out of denial and we admit that we have a problem, or maybe many problems, that we can't fix ourselves. And now, in this principle, often referred to as the hope principle, We come to believe that there is someone who does have the power to help us recover, and his name is Jesus. And not only does he have the power, he actually desires a hands-on, personal, day-to-day relationship with us. He can do for us what we are unable to do for ourselves. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. 2 Corinthians 12.9 I think that concept is counterculture for us, and it can be so difficult for us because of that. I know I felt that I had to be strong and self-sufficient. I got this. I can do it. Without anybody's help, I'm fine. But I wasn't. I was putting on a good show and falling apart inside. Some of you may be familiar with the story of the prodigal son in Luke 15 and a father's love for his lost son that's come home. It's really a picture of God's love for you, that no matter how lost you may feel, His love is searching for you. It doesn't matter how much you've messed up or how far away you've gone. He's willing to receive you back and forgive you. This is where our hope comes from. Romans 5.8 says, But God shows His love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He doesn't require us to get it all together first, realizing that we need Him his love, and his power to equip us to do the work long-term. Anyone can fake it for a little while, but when real trials and hardships come, that's when true character is genuinely revealed. I never thought I would be able to survive the loss of one of my children, especially at the age of only seven, into cancer. I would have said what most people say to me, I can't even imagine. And it's true. My dad once told me in in a response to that, Of course you couldn't have imagined, and of course they can't imagine, because God hasn't given them the grace for that. He doesn't give you the grace before you need it, but when you need it. 
Real and lasting hope comes from a close and personal relationship with our higher power, Jesus. What I can't imagine now is going through the trials of this life without my faith in Him. We will continue to experience hardships this side of heaven, and many that we are powerless to change. So we have to be open to the changes that Jesus wants to make in our hearts. Now your attitudes and thoughts must all be constantly changing for the better. Yes, you must be a new and different person, it says in Ephesians 4.23. Maybe you feel like, I'm ready. I'm open. I see my weaknesses. I realize I can't fix them and I need help. Now how do I do this? I've tried it before and failed. Philippians 4.13 says, For I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. We have to choose to believe. We can often resist change because of the fear of the unknown or the thought that we don't even deserve this hope. But those who have a hope greater than themselves can be open for change. Ask him for it. Ask for help. Psalm 25.5 says, Lead me, teach me, for you are the God who gives me salvation. I have no hope except in you. And I've found this to be so true for me. For so long I put my hope in other people or an expected outcome. Once I get married, I'll be happy. Or once I have children, I'll feel fulfilled. Once my husband gets it together, then everything will be okay. But what if you place all your hope in those things, which aren't bad things in and of themselves, but there's uncertainty with all of those things. So you may not get married. You may marry someone who doesn't treat you well. Your spouse may pass away. You might not have children, or you have them and they pass away, or maybe become rebellious. You may gain wealth, but then lose it. You may eat healthy and exercise and still get sick with cancer. There are no guarantees this side of heaven, except your faith in Jesus and the assurance of salvation. That is why it is my only hope. That is the only thing I know that I know that I know that can never be taken from me. So Jesus has to come before everything else in my life. Remember in the beginning of the principle, it says, we came to believe. Well, this implies a process. Most of us don't wake up one day and say, I believe, and then everything just magically falls into place. It's through careful consideration, even doubt and reasoning or questioning, and finally um, coming to a conclusion and making a decision. But you have to start that process and take those first steps yourself to even come to believe. You can't find salvation through knowledge, wealth, good works, or even going to church. The Bible says we are all sinners in need of a Savior. It says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We all need Him. So keep seeking. Keep going. Don't quit before the miracle. You're only at step two. I am sure that God, who began a good work within you, will keep right on helping you grow in His grace until His task within you is finally finished on that day when Christ Jesus returns. Philippians 1.6 It's comforting to me to know that He will not give up on me, that He will wait and be there when I turn to Him. Real faith is being confident in what we hope for and having assurance in what we do not see. So even when what you see in front of you doesn't look good or it doesn't feel good, you can still trust that your circumstances don't change the character or sovereignty of God. He is unchanging, infinite, and trustworthy. When my son was losing his battle to brain cancer and I was praying for a miracle this side of heaven, he still continued to, to decline. It didn't look good, and it sure didn't feel good to watch this decline and not be able to stop it or help him. 
But that is where I had to choose to let this circumstance make me better and grow me or make me bitter. To the person listening right now and thinking, maybe you can't change. Or a certain person in your life, they'll never change. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he or she is a brand new creation. The old has passed away, and behold, the new has come. He accepts you the way you are, but he loves you too much to let you stay that way. I want to leave you with some questions. One, where are you trying to find hope in your life right now? And is that working? Two, what do you believe about God? When you think of him, what are his characteristics? Who is he to you? Three, do you have a relationship with Jesus? And if not, what's holding you back from that? Four, in what areas of your life are you ready to let God help you? If you have any questions or thoughts on today's episode content, I would love to hear from you. You can email me at katie at anchoredandalways.com. You can also join my community on Facebook at Anchored and Always. And at celebraterecovery.com, you can find more resources on Christian recovery and a meeting near you to start your journey. So don't wait. All of these links will be available in the show notes as well for you. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I thank you that we can have hope even when our circumstances would say otherwise. We thank you that you do for us what we are unable to do for ourselves and actually desire a personal relationship with us. I pray for the person listening today whose life feels unmanageable to them and they feel ready to give up. I pray that they would come to a place of full surrender so that they can fully receive your power to help them recover. Help them to remember that it's a process, that it takes time, and to anchor into you the only thing that can bring the victory and healing that they're seeking. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey friend, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it and would like to connect and learn more, join our community on Facebook at Anchored In Always. I will put the group link in the show notes. You can also email me at katie at anchoredinalways.com. Lastly, I want to bring this message of hope and healing to as many hurting people as possible. So help me spread the love by sharing this podcast on your social media outlets. Another way you can do this is to take a quick minute and subscribe and leave me a review. Thank you for anchoring in with me today. God bless you as you weather your storms.